Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Streaming box technology and business rundown. Welcome everyone to the Scream Box Technology and Business Rundown podcast. I'm your host Dave Erickson, and today we have David Levi and Iman Carr who are going to be talking about transitioning into coding uh, and learning different coding platforms. So uh, I guess we'll start out. Maybe, uh, Iman, uh, give yourself a little uh, background uh, as to uh, how, how you decided to transition and where you're transitioning from. Yeah, so I have a background in physics. Um, I have undergrad with a major physics, and I did master's in physics as well. Um, so while I was doing my thesis work for my master's, I got to learn like a few languages uh, for my project. And that's how I was introduced to the coding. And I got so fascinated and I was so interested in just coding itself. So I transitioned from core physics to um, coding right now. And uh, then I started learning. I self-taught myself like a few languages like C++, I started from there. Then I self-taught myself like JavaScript, React Native, and I started doing like small projects like for my family, like, you know, small websites and stuff. So that's how, um, and I honestly feel like it's a very creative field where I can um, like put my ideas and I actually see those ideas in the real life too. So which is kind of like very interesting for me. Great. And David, uh, how did your uh, transitioning journey start? Cool to hear that Iman, you transitioned from physics. It's uh, much more interesting stuff. I actually started out as a web designer. I mean, I liked uh, how great websites look like, and I really hated how bad websites looked like when I was kind of 12 to 13 or something like this. So I really uh, started to design and create some uh, websites, how I imagine how they're going to look like. And I started using Photoshop. I created websites with Photoshop, which is just kind of an interesting thing to laugh at right now. It's really a no-go in 2021, uh, but it was a thing in uh, 20, 2010 or, or, tw- or 2008 or something like this. So I've experimented with stuff like this. Then uh, later I wanted to make those websites alive. And then I started using WordPress, started uh, using and customizing some WordPress themes. Then I got into coding eventually with HTML, CSS, and some JavaScript, jQuery, and PHP stuff for WordPress. Then uh, I quickly transitioned away. I worked as a kind of freelancer uh, while I was still in high school. And after a couple of WordPress websites, I learned how to build web applications, mobile apps, first with native languages. I still coded Android in in Eclipse instead of Android Studio in uh, somewhere around 2012. So it was interesting to learn all those. And at that time, it wasn't as easy as today. I mean, we, I mean, at least uh, 
as far as I can uh, remember, it was harder to find uh, really great stuff about this. It wasn't uh, it wasn't the usual thing to uh, build up a blog, to build up a whole website on learning how to code. Uh, so I really has to dig down deep into Google's documentation about Android. And at that time, that was a really technical documentation. There wasn't a, an easy getting started, like in 10 minutes with developing a mobile app and stuff like this in, in 2010. Uh, but right now, it it's, uh, it's actually pretty awesome to learn how to code. I just, uh, I just have my uh, little brother to learn uh, to start to get started in uh, web development so it he can learn completely free everything what he needs to develop websites or web apps or practically anything uh, he started with uh, freecodecamp.org at uh, i think they are in the business since i don't know the early 20s and their their mission is to get everyone free education about how to code. They have pretty easy to follow lessons. Uh, they've got some projects. There's the option to donate to them, but to start and to work with, you don't have to pay anything. There's uh, some kind of boot camps like Frontend Masters have an online boot camp uh, still in frontend development, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. It's again, it's it's an easy uh, to follow stuff. It's more like a, it's more like a recording of uh, in-person workshops. Uh, but it's it's fascinating how learning to code went from uh, <laughs> from how I did uh, twelve years ago. I think you're right. So my younger brother, he's just like twenty-one. So he is actually like um doing electronics and computers so he hasn't got like he's he doesn't he doesn't got like you know any like languages kind of like courses yet um so he has an issue like the way he learns he cannot like uh like read the article or like the course material so he has to like listen to it so there are like 100 million youtube videos he would just like put one on he would just like listen to it like all day and that's how he started coding. So it's super weird that he can actually code just by listening to that. So, yeah, so I think you're right. Like maybe in back in like early 2000, it'll be like really, really difficult, but exactly the way I learned. So I was a research student, I was a research assistant. So my basic nature is to learn things just by myself. It's a kind of like bad and a good thing, but like um, I self-taught like myself my whole life, I believe. Like I always like self-learned stuff. It's like the better way to do it. And I would have like discussion with someone like about it, like later once I'm done with something. So I think, yeah, I actually learned like everything literally free of cost. Like I just found material from the Google and I would just start like doing stuff. And they actually have like some, so we have like a library in San Jose. So there are like few people who code together. Like before this COVID, we would just go like once a week and then like random people would show up in the library and we would just like code together and someone is working on some project. We would just help each other out. And you know, like do our own stuff. So yeah, we have like a lot of like meetups and stuff too. Oh. Actually, that's how I got introduced with the. So there are like a lot of languages, right? CSS, HTML, Python, which is like completely different field. So I don't know if you guys are aware. So there's like a meetup app too, where you can actually, especially in the bigger cities, 
like the metro area so you can actually they uh, organize like few um like basic kind of like uh workshops where you can actually code for like a couple of hours and you can see if you feel like it or not like some like like my brother doesn't like javascript he's a more of a python guy so he went to that so i think in that way you can actually figure things out without taking the course or paying for it or something and there are like people over there which organize these workshops i think they are like i don't think they are from a particular company i think they're just people like us who are just like you know organizing these things and they can actually let you know like okay like i transitioned from physics so i'm like okay my first question is uh, am i gonna get a job with that or like what kind of job i will get where should i apply these kind of questions right so they would actually um, like answer your questions because they're like people like us they're ev from everywhere right especially in the san francisco people are from all over the world so i think that's how i got to know too okay you know um, this is somewhere I can go. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. I want to go for it. So I think that was pretty helpful too. Yeah, I think uh, for learning any kind of new stuff, the community is is really the power. Community gives you the power of uh, of accountability. If you have some friends and you're uh, talking about, I want to build something. Uh, if you want to really build something by transitioning to coding, you don't just want to learn code to get a better job uh it's it's a motivational force because you have something why you want to learn code and you have an idea of an application or, or a website or something but uh i think motivation in itself is kind of a myth so it's it's not how i mean some people tend to think that how it works is i i have to have a motivation to start working on something but i uh I, I, I try to imagine something completely different from this. I think that motivation actually comes from building out something. So to start out with something, I don't need motivation. I need self-discipline. But when I have self-discipline and start to work on something, I will have the motivation if I see that it works well. So in a community, if you have friends who has this motivation and who has this uh, discipline to work on stuff, uh it really works well you have accountability partners you can give ourselves some kind of tasks or you can help help out each other the community really has a power when you're uh start to experiment with something you find great people to work with you find new people to network with yeah and the, and, the, and those networks i mean as you're learning coding and, and working with people in, in these type of groups, whether it's a meetups group or a Facebook group or whatever, you know, as people develop over a period of time, they'll help connect you. Uh, uh, one of the questions that I have is, you know, learning or self-learning something. Uh, I've done that with some technologies as well. Uh, the real issue is, is that once you've learned them and you've kind of done uh, a few experiments and a few projects. Uh, the real quest of be, of saying, this is what I love doing. I want to be a developer. Uh, at that point, you need to shift also into getting the experience uh, and doing projects and being part of projects. And so um, I guess my question is, uh, how, how have you started any of that? Or what advice do you have to, to kind of get the experience at, once you've learned something uh, or taught yourself and had one or two projects, how do you focus or where would you want to go to get more experience or what type of experience? 
I think how I started was um, like I started connecting with people because I actually got my certification during COVID. So it was like there was no go. I couldn't go anywhere. But people were doing that networking call like Dave, how I met you over that um, that particular conference. Right. So that one minute networking, I feel like that was the best thing I ever had. Because when you go to an event by yourself, like in a conference, you barely have the chance. Sometimes you feel like, I don't know, shy. Maybe you should talk or should not talk. I think with this kind of like one minute networking calls, which you get in the conference, especially in the virtual ones, people are like forceful to talk to each other and like have a very quality level of conversation because they actually give you like literally three minutes and you're just going to drop out after that. So it's like basically you are like presenting your idea in like literally three minutes and you have to give that other person the chance to talk back. I feel like that's the best thing. Like I got really better with that. <laughs> like I can actually like, you know, say everything in like literally in less than two minutes and, you know, that person can reply too. And I think uh, if that person is really interested, like Dave, how I connect to you or like, okay, shoot me this email, you know, this is my email, contact me there. And I feel like that's the, I feel like that was a very good way to connect with people. I actually got connected with few of the people on that particular conference. Like I met few people who were uh, working for a startup companies. They haven't launched yet, but yeah, I think that was the best way to start working. I mean, you may be, you may not get paid, but that's okay. The projects are so amazing. Some of them that you just want to learn. So I think that was my whole purpose to find people because I wanted to learn on like do real projects which are actually working instead of like you know like small things or like practice and stuff so i would say like first of all like find like startup companies or you know join small like conferences and i feel like everything's like virtual so this is kind of like advantage at the same time too um yeah i feel like that's the best way to connect i mean they would offer you internship and most of the time if you present yourself well i think they do offer internship especially the smaller companies because they do need, do need like more people who are willing to learn and put like the whole you know give the full investment to them so i think it's like benefit on both sides because they don't have the money yet or they're raising funds um so yeah that's how i started it i think for a developer there are two kind of uh ways to get experience and two kind of different experiences one is uh for uh hard skills and the other one is for for uh, soft skills and when you're learning for yourself it's pretty easy to get on hard skills because there are countless of tutorials on the internet to learn any kind of hard skill you want i mean if you just open up youtube uh and search for any word concat with tutorial and you can learn it uh, but you cannot learn, cannot really learn soft skills through the internet. You really have to have a team to learn how to teamwork. You, you need a team even to learn how uh, GitHub works, how Git or version control systems works in a team. You have to learn how to talk with your boss or how to talk with your employee and stuff like this. And I always say that even if someone wants to work for themselves, it's it, it's a great experience to learn how to work in a team by uh, by working, as you said, Iman, as an intern or working as a junior software developer. And I always say that I, I don't want to uh, work with uh, fan companies. Uh, but I, I think everyone has to uh, have this experience. And, and, and I won't say that it's, 
really has to be a, a, a fan company. It could be any any other big or multinational company too. Uh, but uh, if you work with any kind of big company, after that, I think it's a total different experience to work with a small company. It's totally different. You you still has the same position. You can be the uh, the same junior software developer or any kind of stuff like this. But uh, working with with a company with I don't know uh, twenty to fifty people with one or two teams is totally different than working in a big company. I'm not sure if uh, Dave Iman, any of you worked with uh, with bigger companies I... before. So I actually liked working with a small company. So it's like a family. We were literally like 10, 12 people. It was a brand new company. And like um, you said, you were a web designer. So so while we were like building the website, so we were giving our feedbacks. Okay, this looks great. This is looking great. Okay, I'll help you with the Figma. So I actually learned Figma because I was helping that person out. So I did learn ourselves like my, um, so the person who was owning, who owns the company. So we would like, she's like, okay, I'm reaching out for funds to these people. She would talk about it because like a family, we're a small team. She, they, she's going to talk about every single thing. So I think I do understand that part too, because at one point, like I want to have my own company. I want to do something on my own. So like while you see people working from scratch and learning every single thing, like even though that's not your ideal job or something, but I feel like it makes you much better. Like you can do your own job, like in a much better way and you can give feedback about other things too. And yeah, I think I feel like it's great. Yeah. It was like great in every like management because she was an MBA person. I learned a lot of business strategies from her, like how to do and whom to reach out, how to reach out, you know, that's like a bigger question too. Uh, and about this designing and stuff too. And yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, I think uh, th this is the the key. What you said is when you're working with a big company, you'll be a better uh, software engineer. You'll be a better engineer in general if you work with uh, either Google, Facebook, Amazon, etc. But if you're working on a small team, you will be a better uh, product builder because you have to learn uh, some a little bit of Figma. You have to learn a little bit of software testing. You have to uh, learn how to deploy something. You learn. You have to learn how to, I don't know, uh, build backend if you have to fix some bug. And, and you'll be generally a better product developer uh, instead of just a better engineer. It depends on. Yeah. what do you want to achieve in the long run? Obviously, startups and small companies, uh, they don't have enough resources. So there's a real opportunity to learn and grow. I've worked for big multinationals like Xerox and Qualcomm, and most of my businesses that I've started and run uh, have all been small or small or medium businesses. I personally enjoy that communication and that feeling of family and and allowing people to be able to grow and try different things uh that's, that to me is exciting uh large corporations if you're a developer for facebook or linkedin or whatever you, you gain something different uh you usually become much better at uh the hard skills and and they push you kind of technology wise to be more organized and to code in a way that, that allows others to integrate into that code much easier. Uh, whereas with smaller companies, they're not as concerned with that. They're just concerned with, hey, I need to make this thing work. 
make it work and do whatever you need to do to make it work. Uh, And and so that gives a very different opportunity. And that's why, you know, for a a developer to become what I would consider a, a senior level developer, they've had to work for both small companies and large companies and have enough of that experience. Some developers can get that experience, you know, in five years because they've worked five different jobs uh, because they wanted to try different things. And sometimes coding jobs, you know, you get what you can out of it. And after a year, you're doing the same thing over and over again, and you want a different opportunity to learn and grow. So a coder moving, you know, having five different jobs in five years, that's not an issue. Uh, but it gives them a lot of seniority in the sense that they've had a lot of experience. Although a developer who's stayed at one company for five years, they get experience, but they may not get the variety of experience. And that's also different. And and so I don't know, as a, as a young coder or as somebody starting out in coding, uh, how interesting is it? Are, are, are you looking more for stability in a longer term job? Or do you like the thrill of you know, going from job to job and learning new things. I, I know freelancers love having new opportunities all the time, but it's different for everyone, right? Yeah, I think uh, what is great in uh, bigger corporations and why it is great uh, for starting developers um, is because they can learn so much about development. One, uh, they, they, can, they really can get experience with that specific uh, tech stack or that specific specific uh, field of study and the other thing is they can uh, build up their uh, emergency fund i mean uh, i mean money wise they can build up their emergency fund they can uh, start to invest because obviously these uh, <laughs> these corporations uh, i think in the silicon valley for juniors they can pay all up to 100k per year for juniors uh, and so they, they can really build up their emergency fund start invest and stuff like this so they spend that two or even three years they have the uh the, they, they have enough money to start experience with with anything they want they can start working on startups they can start working with startups they can do practically anything because they don't have the pressure on themselves mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like about me, like if you talk about stability, I actually like challenging situations more because then I get like I push myself to learn more things, like connect with more things. That's how I am like and my like I have like masters in physics. So that was really tough to like get the thesis done and everything. It was like my so my mom always had to think, why didn't you do doctorate? So I feel like uh, she's like, oh, you're just a waste of physics. Why would you do masters if you want to be a software engineer? You should have done that. And they were very criticized about it earlier, but now I feel like it's actually a good thing because let's say if I'm working for some company which has a science background, I think that's what Silicon Valley is all about, you know, science and like uh, like coding. So I feel like now I have this kind of background, so I actually connect with more people and actually like have a better understanding of the product or whatever they are selling because I do know the core physics. So I feel like it's a very plus point for me, and that's how I answer these questions too. Like whenever someone asks me, why did you like drop out like from like doctorate or why would you like it's do masters? You could have done undergrad in like computer science or something. Or I feel like it makes me a much more diverse person and more valuable, I would say, <laughs> and more challenging too, like in work in any situation. Yeah. 
because I can. You can also understand if the software is working with hardware, how the hardware functions and, and you have kind of exactly. an understanding of the, the software firmware hardware relationship. So that expands you out to be to do development beyond just software development. Uh, and I think that's also interesting. I, I come from the hardware industry, so my background is more electronic hardware. So uh, I like products, but I, I also saw that more and more products are basically hardware platforms running software versus just you know a simple hardware product. Uh, and now uh, with the integration of AI and robotics and a lot of the, the self-learning uh, uh, programming that can happen, uh, the hardware is just becoming a very powerful platform to run that software on. And I feel like uh, in general too, let's say um, like you're talking about the hardware and like how actually things work. So uh, like being like from the physics background, I actually have a better understanding. So there's nothing in this like industry, which I don't understand. Like if you're working on something completely different, I have no idea that this thing even exists. If you would just tell me a little bit about it, I'm going to understand the whole thing, you know? So I think that would, that's like really, really helpful. So it's not like I am just a coder, which is working on this particular th uh, thing with this team. And I have no idea where, what else is going on. You know, I would always have an idea. Okay. What is going on? What they are actually working on? What are the other teams are, you know, uh, working on their understanding. And I feel like that's actually make you a better team person as well. You understand like what the other person is doing instead of like, you know, some people are like, oh, this is easy. You can do that, you know? <laughs> so I feel like that's like more respectable too. Like you become more respectable. Like I always thought designing is super easy. I'm not gonna lie. But once I started doing it, it's so annoying sometimes because the small stuff you just gotta put in there, it's not gonna appear by itself. Yeah. So even the small button, you gotta like make it happen, you know? So I have like a lot, lot, lot more respect for those people. Now I respect every single person <laughs> and their work. So yeah. Well, uh, David, uh, just out of curiosity, how many different kind of technologies or uh, coding platforms have you learned? And is there ones that you like over other ones? Uh, do you have a favorite or? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the best person to answer this because I really like to experiment with <laughs> with tools, with uh with languages, <laughs> with, with coding or anything in general. I mean, uh, if we just count uh, project management platforms, I tried out at least eight different ones in the last two years. <laughs> so uh, speaking of coding, uh, I started with uh, JavaScript and I think I'm going to stuck with JavaScript until the end. Uh, obviously, I uh, moved over to TypeScript for, for uh, well, not just type safety reasons. I feel that it's better to write TypeScript code than JavaScript. But mostly, mostly JavaScript. I've had some experience with some PHP stuff that was mostly for uh, WordPress reasons, but it was a long time ago. I don't think that I can even write a line of uh, PHP now. I've experimented with Python for a year. Uh, I've developed native iOS and Android applications. That was a long time ago. So Android, it was uh, with Java. Java 6 and the Android SDK, I don't know, whichever one. Uh, and for iOS, it was still with uh, some kind of Objective-C, but still in the process of transitioning to Swift, 
now I'm now I'm experimenting with SwiftUI in my free time and with Rust. Rust is a pretty fascinating language language which is uh, just started to get some attention in the last two years. It's kind of it's kind of similar to C, but it's a much more modern way than than working with uh, C or C++. So it's an interesting stuff. I'm not sure. Iman, did you try to trust out before? No, I haven't. I was actually about to ask you, could you just let me know like more about it? Like, <laughs> I don't know much about it. Yeah, I'm just, uh... go ahead, Dave. What kind of uh, languages have you learned? What what What's the ones that you found were interesting for you? Honestly, I only started from C++. I learned C like in the past, like, in a, you know, then I started with HTML, CSS, JavaScript, React Native, and that's all. That's all I learned so far. And I might stick with the JavaScript too. Yeah. Did, did yeah. you like React? Was React easy for you to, to, to learn and, and apply? It was actually, it's actually pretty easy, but I feel like the most of the projects I have done, like they, I have done in like JavaScript. I'm definitely like, I want to work more on React for sure. Um, but I feel like JavaScript is more uh, vast, but yeah, like I've been working on JavaScript more. I feel like I'm more comfortable with, so I'm just keep on working or making it like, um, you know, my strong skills, but I would definitely like to learn more about like, I have learned React Native. It's not that difficult to learn. It's not a diff learning is not a difficult part. The difficult part is to apply that when it comes to real projects, when you're working on something or when you're actually writing code. So I have not done like much projects on it. So yeah, I'm not very confident in it. Yeah, it's, it's funny that uh, I'm working with React and React Native since 20, 2016, and I've just uh, forgot to mention these previously. But these are my, my main tools since the last five years. Um, I think they, they, are, they are working pretty well, and uh, they, are, they have a pretty easy learning curve right now, much easier than, for example, Angular. Uh, mm -hmm. And React Native, as you said, it's the same too. It's easy to start to get started with it. It's easy to get involved in it. Yeah. When you're moving on to production, there are some kind of uh, stuff where you can, that uh, uh, you have to deep dive into the uh, native platforms, uh, build uh, processes and build mechanics and stuff like this. Then, uh, <laughs> then just knowing React and React Native uh, won't be enough. But I think. That's why, as you said, JavaScript is extremely versatile. That's why it, what makes it pretty interesting. You can run JavaScript on mobile. You can run JavaScript in the browser. You can run JS on the desktop. You can run it even on microcontrollers now with uh, TensorFlow, I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, my brother had like exact same question is like, how easy it is his personal how easy it is i'm like it's super easy to learn just to learn the course material but once you have like a lot of terms you just gonna once you start applying it then that's a real challenge like how much you're gonna remember what mistakes you're gonna do so i feel like always like i always like tell him too whenever even if you're learning a small thing write a code like right away like coding is like literally practice all day all night whenever you get time like just do coding whatever do even do like some personal projects like put your own like stuff like blog or something you know like start doing something if you just keep on like reading it's just gonna yeah. you just won't get anywhere for yeah sure. i think that that what makes uh 
makes you remember uh, what you learn. If you have some personal project to build with it, uh, that's what I'm doing right now with my brother. He's got this idea of, uh, of a recipe application. It's nothing new on the horizon. Uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, it uh, on the market, but uh, he just wants something which is his own. He, he did it, he made it, that's how he learns. And we started out by first, he's just building static uh, sites with HTML, just uh, uh, an example recipe. Then he's gonna build a menu, a navigation bar to switch between recipes and the list of uh, recipes and details. Then later he's gonna build it uh, from static sites to dynamically with React. Then later he can build an authentication for it and to after authentication, he can build out that anyone can add the new uh, recipe, then build a database uh, behind it and stuff like this. So this is how, how, how it really makes you remember what you've learned if you build something. And I remember like when my brother first time coded. So earlier, I think he did coding like with someone else, like in school somewhere. So it's like, how I'm going to make a website. So I'm like, okay, you know, start from here. When he actually clicked that link to open, he's like, oh my God, this is actually what I'm like, yeah, look at, so I think that motivates him. Like he's gonna do much, much better. Like what, so he's like using the same website using the same, he's like building things, making it better. You know, he started from hi, my name is this. Now he's doing more, more stuff with that. So I think that's what, like he, he gets very happy when he see that kind of stuff. So I feel like, yeah, the real projects are like the most uh, important. Doesn't yeah, matter could, if uh, start a uh, Facebook community, uh, brothers and sisters learning to code. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, I was telling him, he just started like literally a couple of weeks back. Um, he got to stay more consistent. I would love to work with him, but you know, siblings are siblings. So <laughs> it's going to come, and he's a younger one. He's like super spoiled. It's going to come all on me. Like you have to like build something that I'm going to work with you. Well, that's what, one of the things that uh, David, you mentioned is that, you know, there, besides learning the language, there's the whole infrastructure of the internet and uh, native apps. And, and how important is it that it's not just you learn a language, but you have to gain experience with all the other components. And if somebody were starting out to learn coding, uh, in addition to the coding language, what other areas should they be looking at uh, or studying in order to make it so they can put it all together. Mm -hmm. I think what everyone has to know is how the internet works exactly, <laughs> because uh, that that's what makes it uh, much more understandable for everyone. What happens when you type in Google.com and uh, how does the web page renders how it came alive? What's happening? That's one thing everyone has to learn. I mean that should be some kind of common knowledge. Uh, I, I mean, think that's the first thing they should learn. That's the very first yeah. thing you can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Learning the and, basics of a domain host and a web host yeah. and some basic things. Yeah. Like how, yeah. how packages are moving through uh, TCP slash IP connections and stuff like this. I think, I think everyone has to know this who wants to develop websites or, uh, or well, practically anything, because uh, if you want to develop most of, if you want to develop anything, there's a pretty pretty much big chance to, uh, that it's going to need a server to client connection. Yeah, you're right. I agree with that. That's actually right. 
Then, then one last question. You're a, a, a coder, you're learning some coding, you're working on some personal projects. Testing. How do you find people or how do you test your products to make sure that <laughs> what you've actually done is functioning 100%? Or, uh, you know, do you get a friend uh, who knows uh, coding to test it with you? Uh, what are, what's some advice, uh, you know, I'm sure you've done projects where you sit there and you debug and debug and debug until eventually you get everything straightened out. Uh, anything you guys learned about testing or having someone else help you with that? I think in my house, like, that's my dad. He's right. He criticized me for every single thing. I mean, he loves me. He would, like, defend me and everyone else, but... Um, so he is, he, my dad, like basically studies everything. If you're gonna, if I would ask, Hey dad, like I need help with the coding, he's going to learn the whole JavaScript from me just to like have that conversation. He's a very good and like, he loves to discuss things. I would love to like put him on podcast. Sometimes he oh, loves sure. to talk. We can talk about any single thing in the whole world, politics to whatever you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I think that's my dad. Like I always trust him because he never sugarcoat. He gives me very like clean feedback okay this is what's wrong you gotta work on it this is that so i think about that i haven't done the like actual like testing testing like actual testing so i don't i'm pretty new in that so i don't know david did you want to talk about it well i try to test it for myself uh i mean because i've been through many projects as a lead dev or uh, or team lead i get a grasp on how to test the applications and usually what are those uh, features which uh, where there's some edge cases or where there can something be messed up. So I try to test it for myself. I'm asking some friends to test it out, uh, but usually they point out, they, they're pointing out stuff but I really don't want to know about and they don't want to hear about, so it just bothers me. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. We've had an interesting conversation about this, and hopefully uh, any of the developers or people who are looking at becoming uh, coders uh, will find this uh, podcast interesting. Uh, We'll put links in uh, below if you wish to contact us uh, or David or Amon to ask other questions. Uh, Anyways, thank you very much, uh, and uh, look forward to our, our next podcast in a month. Well, thank you very much for taking this journey with us. Join us for our next exciting exploration of technology and business on the first week of every month and for our next podcast. Please subscribe, like, and follow us on whichever platform you are listening or watching us on. We hope you enjoyed this podcast, and please let us know any subjects, topics, or anything else you'd like us to discuss in the next podcast on the comment sections or in a Twitter DM. Till next month, please stay happy and healthy.